Hello and welcome to the Hooked On Podcast. Here at the Hooked On Podcast, we explore topics such as parenting, birth, breastfeeding, women's health, spirituality and home education. The Hooked On Podcast is published weekly on Wednesday afternoons and can be found wherever you get your podcasts. And we're once again hooked on home education. Fiona Mulcahy and I'm your host here at the Hooked On Podcast. I am a home birthing, breastfeeding, home educating, nature loving yogi and mom of four children. My guest today is Heather Rice. Again, Heather is a photographer, artist, published author, clearer, breastfeeding counsellor and home educating mother of five children. Our last episode was the first in this three-parter where Heather chatted to us about why her family chose to home educate and some pros and cons of doing so. Today I was hoping that we could maybe dig a little bit deeper into to to learn a bit more about your children and how they progressed as late teens and into into adulthood and how that looked for them. I presume each one was slightly different, but I suppose maybe, you know, when you have younger kids you think, oh well, how will they go to college or, you know, how will they get a job? things like that. So yeah, so how did it work or how did it happen for you guys? Yeah, we found the FETAC system, what's now QQI system, brilliant. Um, so my eldest, Nadia, was always very interested in art. Age four, she told me when she grew up, she was going to be an artist and she was going to live with her best friend who was going to be a chef. Um, and at 17, she went into the local FETAC college in Abbey Leaks and she did a one-year course got her four distinctions and her top points, um, went to interviews. She thought she'd probably go to Limerick or maybe, was it Dublin? Um, but I said, look, Crawford in Cork. She got an interview place. I'll drive you down. I'm one of her classmates. And she got there and a very, very um, lovely student showed them around and chatted them. And then a staff member came. and What they thought was an informal chat actually was the interview before they knew. They were totally... Just, wow, this was so easy and so nice and we loved the place. And so she moved to Cork um, and her friend Claire became a chef and moved down there. And they lived in the house together for many, many years. So, um, you know, her, her thoughts from an early age came through. She did a four-year fine art degree and she is an artist. She works half-time as an artist and half-time um, as an art administrator. So she's she's flying it and we currently have an exhibition together in Mount Medic Library. So it's lovely. That's just amazing. That story It's goosebumps because, you know, the fact that she knew herself so well, she knew exactly what she wanted and you just supported her through that. And I'm sure with a lot of doing, throwing, a lot of art supplies, a lot of classes and but just really just listening to what she wanted and going with that it's just incredible that she she did exactly what she knew, she knew deep down she, what she wanted yeah and and you know what they're not all like that the second one she wanted to be a psychologist um and she was told you have to be 23 to study um so she went okay she went down to cork she did a fine art degree uh, or fine art fetac course 
with staying with her big sister, age 16, um, and would talk to me. The, the agreement was she would phone me as she left the college, walking back through the city each day, and we talk about her day. So she did that, um, and she was top. They got all nine distinctions. Their best student they'd ever had, and they wanted her to do level six the following year. And she said, oh, yeah, I'll do that. And then she got a job in a Mexican restaurant for the summer. By the end of the summer, she decided she liked working and she wasn't convinced she wanted to do the course. And because she was getting a Susie grant, if you use it one thing, it's gone. You wouldn't have it again. So she stayed working there, uh, became a manager and the health and safety report person and all the rest. And then about two years later, did a level five filmmaking course, which she had to work full time and you know, earn enough money to be able to pay for because she didn't get any grants. And then she did level six and she got offered a place in IDT doing filmmaking, which she deferred for a year so she could earn enough money to move to Dublin. And um, she's in just finished third year on that. And she's now 26. She has so much film experience that she's just brilliant. Um, in college, they love her. So yeah, she's flying it. Fabulous. Yeah, but you know, she, she what she thought she wanted to do to what she's doing evolved. She was always interested in people and what makes them tick. And I think the the film end of it is suiting her really well. So it's supporting and letting them evolve. I think is mm. interesting to watch. Yeah, and so lovely that she wanted to move in with her sister. You know, and I suppose that was a comfort for you knowing. Okay, well they're together. Um, and they can look after each other as well as you obviously being, you know, having that agreement to talk to them every, to talk to her every day. Yeah. Um, and then your third. So the third fella, he, he was always, he was a musician, he was a creator, he was an inventor. We weren't sure what way he would go. Um, and he ended up, animation was his direction in the end. He, he um, wanted to go to do animation. He researched which colleges were best. He found another home educator had gone to Stillorgan. Um, the FETAC course there and he approached them and he said I want to come and they said no we can't take you at 16 I think maybe 15 he asked them first so they agreed they'd take him at 17 and he he went along did his interview with all his bits and pieces they were delighted they took him in and again he came out with with great marks and got a course in Dunleary um, IDT doing animation and he did his four-year degree. He graduated um, last year, last, whatever, September. Oh, no, last May. May, yes. He graduated last May, and he had he got um, a first-class honours degree. And they had a show on the Thursday night, a grad show. And at it, some members of the industry were there. One of them said, if you send me a couple of pieces of, of uh, I think it was motion or whatever, um, by tomorrow lunchtime, we are doing a course for getting a few students from university ready for industry. And um, we have a place, we might get you on it. And so the following day, despite being out parking with the, the class, he managed to get it in. And by lunchtime that day, he had a phone call saying, yeah, you have the place, you're starting on Monday morning. So he, <laughs> he went from trying to graduate to, okay, I'm working. And it was a six-week course. Um, I think he did five and a half weeks. He then got COVID. Um, but they really liked his work and asked, would he be interested in doing a, I think, six-week, eight-week contract in August? 
So he applied for that. He did that, um, got through that, and they then offered him probably a contract starting in February. So he thought, okay. He applied for the artist's living wage. He got that. And the same day he got that, he then heard that he has the contract for... So he's, he started working in a animation company in Dublin. And he's there since... I think it was started about March in the end. So he's there a few months since flying it. That's incredible. It's an amazing journey as well. Really like that. It sounds like they just, he just really knew what he wanted and went for it. And Yeah, I, I, I guess... Um, because it, it was something he really knew he wanted as well. That may, may, makes such a difference, doesn't it? Because so many people don't know what they want to do, start a university course and then drop out because it's not really what they want, but they feel like sh- they should do something. Yeah, so it's I think maybe that freedom of having all that time to, to you know, really find himself helped in that sense. Yeah, and, you know, he's like he, he still loves his music he, during lockdown, uh, Maya, his sister, was doing a film, as was her, her partner, and he did the music for their films. Um, so, you know, he, he's finding ways to use all his skills and, and work through it. So, yeah, it's great. Um, my, my fourth little one, she saw her little brother being born and said she wanted to be a midwife aged whenever she was two and a half, almost three. And um, she's now studying nursing. So that, that's been her ambition since she was quite young. She right since she was about 10 years old, would go and help mums. I'm an electric league leader. I'll help mothers breastfeeding. And if I go to do a home visit with a mum and they were really struggling or need support, um, she'd offer to help. You'd think practical things like emptying dishwashers and, you know, there was one lovely lady who had a preemie baby and I was there trying to help get the baby latched. And she was, meanwhile, emptied a washing machine and filled a dishwasher and just pottered around because they were home educated. They'd come with me places. And she knew people need help, things need to happen. So she started helping mums from quite an early age. And so when she was 15, 16, she started thinking, what can I, what can I do? So she trained to be a doula. So she's a postpartum doula. Um, and then she did a one-year FETAC course, a QQI course on nursing and with midwifery in Port Leash. And she got student of the year, which was great. And she got into UCD doing general nursing. Originally, she wanted to do midwifery, but she thought, no, general nursing is probably, you know, that's what I've got and actually probably be very good for me. So she's studying that. It's not easy. She's almost, she's just finished first year um, and it has been very intense for her, but she's got there. Yeah, I think sometimes first year can be the hard, you know, to work out the system where everything is, how it works, especially not having been, you know, in a, in, you know, an institution like that before. I was, well, it's, well, she had her year in Port Leash, but it's just, again, goosebumps just because she just knew what she wanted. And yeah, that's just an incredible story. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. And how you and your work, your voluntary work has influenced that as well. And yeah, it was funny watching her going through the FETAC and the other because she's so much experience of breastfeeding and of certain areas that she she will be going that side of date information um, and, you know it's, it's quite funny when she she sees the system I, I think nursing was a massive shock to the system because I, over half their class have dropped out 
Um, some of them couldn't cope with the academic side. A lot of them couldn't cope with the physical nursing side. Um, so it is, it's, it's strange that they don't have some sort of interview. It's just done on points. I, I, I wonder, wonder, would it save a lot of people a lot of upset yeah. if, if it was evolved? And she didn't have to do an interview. She just got in on her QQI level five, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so Fantastic that that's an option, you know. There, there are not many places. There's only so many places in the whole country. So you have to do very well in them to get in. But she did. She, she really wanted to get in. She pushed it. She got there. So, yeah. And my, my last fellow, he's 16. He'll be 17 in October. And he's no notion what he wants to do. He's no big drive. He's lots of passions. He's lots of interests. He had a job in a local cafe recently, um, and he, he managed that quite well and was delighted when they said, look, for the summer, we've some of our own family coming back to work. He was absolutely delighted to be free again as well. Um, so I don't know what direction he'll go in, but I know he will find a direction. I believe he'll find the best choice for him. And I'm not putting any pressure on him to start looking for a course, or start doing anything. I'm amazed four out of five have gone to university or gone to college because I wasn't even sure they'd do that. I'm, I'm happy if they wanted to be you know, apprenticeships or, you know, if they want to learn learn through work. I think as long as they're happy um, and they're enjoying life and they're learning and they're doing doing things that enrich them. Then yeah, because nothing is guaranteed anymore. I suppose there was a time, you know, if you didn't have a degree, this, that, the other, but even still, most of the very... <laughs> You know, like when you think of business people, the people who are actually really making the money, you know, they might have not even gone to school or, you know, like it, it really doesn't have a bearing on anything. It's just, I suppose, what people expect, you know, but I think that's lovely that if you just trust them and support them and offer them lots of opportunities, then they will find their way. Yeah, and their way will change, like... When I was growing up, you you chose a career, and that was probably it for the next whatever forty years. Now it seems to be everyone has has a change of career, and so many people wear one thing and then are something else, or are doing two or three things. Um, I think the world has changed, and so letting letting children just feel where they need to go and what they need to do, and it, it, it's been lovely watching the home education community. There have been lots of children I've known since they were bumps and babies. They're all adults now and watching their paths and seeing, you know, there might have been a summer camp when they were eight that, you know, various kids shared and sparked something in that one. And now they're off that way. It's just lovely to see all the different bits and pieces coming together and how they support and work together. Um, yeah, I see my daughter, who's an artist, she has done album covers for some of the musician ones and... You know, it's, it's just that kind of overlap I love to see. The collaboration and the community and supporting and helping each other. And that's incredible. It's really what life is about, isn't it? You know, um, I think that brings a nice um, end to our second part of this series. Well, thank you so much again, Heather. And do not forget about part three coming next week. Yeah.